Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to This Week in Marketing show, also known as the TWIM show. I'm your host, Ajit Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of 3rd August 2020. So first off, we have some announcements or some news from Facebook. Uh, Facebook has launched their accelerator program. Well, actually, it has been running for a while. However, what Facebook is doing now is they are, and uh, you know, they are basically announcing two new verticals for these accelerator programs. And you know, if you are not familiar with their accelerator programs, is usually Facebook runs these twelve-week programs that uh, basically takes businesses, startups, entrepreneurs through this journey with Facebook's best practice on how to take an idea or product into market and actually scale it and grow it, right? So these two new verticals are actually, they're calling it the Facebook Accelerator Connectivity and Facebook Accelerator Commerce. Now, connectivity is for startups or companies that are more, has the same mission as Facebook, which is building uh, bringing people together and building communities, right? And anything around that. And that's what Facebook's mission is all about. And the commerce is also around e-commerce in terms of, you know, anyone who's taking a product and, you know, taking it to market. Uh, so, but commerce is only for startups or companies in Latin America, Europe, Africa, and the Middle East, uh, building overall commerce experience through conversational tools and immersive shopping experiences, right? So if you are not listening to this uh, from any of this region, this doesn't really matter because anyway, uh, and I also know that most of my, you know, listeners or user base is actually based in North America. So I'm not going to spend uh, too much time on this, but I just wanted to mention this, you know, this does exist, this option from Facebook, the Facebook Accelerator program. If you're not aware of it, you should keep in mind and probably check it out. Who knows, maybe they will bring it into the US in the future and you might be able to apply and get into it. Uh, it's usually a good thing. So if you can get in, that's good, get in. Uh, so with that, let's move on to the next one. So our new, the next update is from Facebook again, and it's about having, adding sponsored post options for groups. Now, allow me to unpack this for you because, you know, if you, this is something really cool and exciting and this this is something I think Facebook is taking from Instagram. Like before you already know that, you know, we can run ads in groups feed in on Facebook. So that's great. Now, Facebook has realized that, you know, they have about a billion users interact in groups across on the Facebook platform, right? And a lot of group admins sometimes figure out, you know, hey, how do I, you know, monetize my group? Like, especially if you are not uh, selling a product or service and you are not, your group is not around that. Probably your group is around, say, an interest of your, a passion of yours, right? And on Instagram, we have seen how you can actually uh, be, get paid for a paid sponsorship. So, Facebook is taking a chapter out of that experience and adding it into groups and basically giving group admins a way to monetize. What that basically means is that now you can actually partner with brands uh, and then you could actually get paid to basically promote their post. 
So for example, I mean, and the way I understood, and I haven't done this for my group, uh, but you know, uh, I would like to hear how you're doing it. But the way I read it and the way I understood is like, you know, say for example, I could partner up with Tony Robbins, right? With Tony Robbins, I could partner up and I could just say, hey, this is something, a paid content promotion or paid sponsored promotion from Tony Robbins. Now I'm using Tony Robbins as a name just because, you know, he happens to be a big name in in the in this market space, but you know it could be just anyone. Uh, we have seen the Kardashian sisters, uh, Kim Kardashian, you know, Jenna and Kylie. They have done paid partnerships with big brands. And now again, you know, sometimes some of these groups have like you know 10, 15,000 people or 200,000 people. I've seen one such group is the Rise Up World Challenge group, right? It has about 100,000 people. They're very engaged now. This is Pete Vargas's group. He could actually do a paid partnership without having to actually push his own. Or not sorry, I take it back. Not push, but who promote his own product and services and something like he could do something when he doesn't have anything of his own to promote he could just do something else again this is facebook realizing hey there is a lot of activity engagement in groups let's give a group admins uh, the olive branch which is a way to make money and then now we could actually keep them motivated to kind of keep on engaging with the groups and doing things because facebook realizes engagement is key if People are not joining into the group. People are not engaging. People are going to fall off and they're going to run off to other platforms like um, TikTok and you know, YouTube and Snapchat and Pinterest. Now, groups is something that Facebook has that no one else does, right? So guess what? People are going to stay on Facebook. With that, let's move on to the next one. So the next update, again, is the last one in the Facebook uh, group is that Facebook launches a new video interview series to share more insights on its product development process. Now, at the surface level, you're like, why should I care? That's granted. If you're just a regular business user, uh, you probably don't want to care much. But if you're into marketing, marketeer, and you want to do your own marketing, this is a highly valuable uh, something highly valuable information that you should actually uh, dig into geek out on why is that is because you know they're giving in insights into how they are you know they're they're giving us insights into video products like how they were made what they're made for how functionalities work and what is the next thing coming so this gives a little bit of an insight into the facebook's thought process product development process in terms of what they're doing what they're not doing things like that you could ask them questions or send them questions hopefully they were going to respond um, some of the questions i saw were really absolutely utterly crap uh, excuse my language if i may ask for that if you think you know that's very harsh but it was utterly crap but otherwise good Right, so I'm hopefully you know Facebook is basically again trying to engage, not just at the group level that like I covered in the past update, but more like in you know, a Facebook as a company wants to be out there and uh, allowing to, uh, wanting to interact with their user base and kind of get some insights as to what we are thinking, what our chain pain points are, things like that. So anyway, we are, I'm going to put the link to this uh, you know a video series uh, in my show notes. Check it out. And, you know, if you have time and then, you know, hopefully you'll get some value, but let me know either way how it looks or what you think about it. And moving on from Facebook again, kind of Facebooky, but not Facebooky, but you know, I, what can I do? You know, Facebook owns so much of the, you know, social media landscape, but moving on uh, messenger enhanced chat plugin to help businesses reach even more customers. And I really like this thing. Why is that? 
what this update is about, this news update is about is that basically on my website and I've tested this and put it on my, one of my businesses website is like, you know, I basically went into my Facebook page settings, going into messenger and I clicked a few buttons. I got a small JavaScript HTML code. I copied, I copied that code and put it on my website. And now guess what? Anyone who's visiting my website can actually send me message whether anonymously or just as a logged in Facebook user. What this does is now it allows me to connect. And I've seen this in other, you know, uh, marketing solutions, uh, providers provide that, you know, you will go to a website and they will have this box pop up on the lower right hand corner saying, Hey, thank you for stopping by today. What can I help you with your chat with something? I think drift does that drift does that well as well. Again, that used to be a paid option with Facebook, you know, you, I had put it in uh, and I even tested it out uh, from another browser window as a unlogged in Facebook user, as a guest user, I sent a message. It showed up in my messenger inbox, my business page messenger inbox. And, you know, I was able to like, you know, chit chat. Sajit one here, Sajit two there, and they were talking to each other. But I just wanted to test out the functionality because, you know, this came out and I really wanted to see how it works. So guys, uh, this is absolutely great for you to basically interact and connect with your uh, user base. If you are not doing it, check it. I mean, you probably are not doing it just because it came out very recently, about a day or two ago. Uh, I was so excited about it that I wanted to try it. I tried it out before recording this show and, you know, it's out there for you. Give it a try and see what happens. I really have to see now in terms of how the analytics uh, work. But that's for another day. For now, move on. let's move on to the next one. Our next update from the land of Facebook, and this is the last land uh, update from the land of Facebook, which is uh, not really Facebook, but somewhat in the land of Facebook, it's Instagram. They have launched Instagram Reels, right? We've been talking about it on this show for a while, and we know this was coming. And, you know, Facebook was really desperate to get into the game of, you know, challenging TikTok. This is the second time around that they're trying to challenge TikTok. Uh, so Reels has been announced and there is a page on Instagram on how it works, how to create Reels, things like that. I don't want to go into too much details. Again, I'm not a TikTok user. I'm not into Reels. I'm not really heavy into, uh, you know, creating this kind of video. Uh, excuse me. Again, I cannot be everywhere uh, and do everything. So I have basically chosen my poison and, you know, I've focused on that. Uh, but, you know, like the last one, Instagram Messenger one, I liked it. I wanted to try it out. I wanted to connect with people who are visiting our website and wanted to, like, you know, give them an opportunity to connect and ask us questions. Maybe they've seen, maybe there is something we didn't cover in, the, in their website, right? And instead of filling out a contact, ask form, uh, they can just send us a message and we can write back to them. Uh, so with that, you know, um, I'm going to leave it right here. We're going to put a you know link on our show notes and see if you really want to check it out, check it out. I'll read more about it or maybe you're just going to go ahead and give Reels a try before even I get a, you get a chance to read my show notes. Who knows? But let us know how that goes for you. With that, let's move on to the next one. So the next update again uh, is not again, again, now that we are out of the Facebook land, let's move on to Snapchat. Snapchat had updated their audience reach insights with regional audience counts, right? So last month, which was about two, two and a half weeks ago or three weeks ago, we shared that Snapchat has announced their Q2 performance numbers and where they have uh, they have reported a 17% increase on daily active users, which stands to about 238 million. 
Reflecting this increase, Snapchat has also updated like, you know, all their education module on unique audience reach and all sorts of stuff. Now what they're doing is uh, they're breaking down their, uh, you know, this audience insights uh, by regions and they're giving us a region. Like, for example, I'm looking at it right now. It's like there are 108 million uh, users on Snapchat on, from US and Canada, 77 from, I believe, Europe. 51 million from Middle East, uh, 30 million from India, 6 million from Australia, and 32 million from Latin and South America, right? That's just a number I'm just skimming through as I'm looking at it uh, right now. But what this is interesting is, again, is Snapchat is trying to give us, you know, uh, numbers to convince us marketers that you know we should uh, you know, hey we are missing out on opportunity if you're not um, you know advertising on Snapchat. Now I will agree with you. And, like you know this is a again this is for someone if you're look, trying to find that greener pastures or the new pasture before it gets overcrowded, which basically is Facebook ten years Facebook today. But imagine if you were adding advertising on Facebook five or ten years ago you'd be like, oh God, I'm ahead of the curve. So that's what Snapchat is trying to do. Paint this picture and lure you into the Snapchat world and figure things out. What do I say about it? And I, you know, what I say about it is like, you know, it makes more sense if I, when I pull up the next update, which is basically again from Snapchat is that's not Snapchat. Snapchat launches a new campaign to highlight its potential for business. So when you take these two news updates, right, and, you know, look through those lenses, what basically it comes down to is like Snapchat is working uh, over time to convince us marketeers, users, uh, that, you know, Snapchat is a platform that we should not ignore. Snapchat is a platform that uh, is an opportunity out there. So we should definitely explore. And I say, you know, like everything else, let's take, you know, do 80-20 split, take 20% of your budget, monthly spend, and spread it around whether Snapchat or Pinterest, new channels, find newer avenues, newer traffic sources. So guys, uh, this is where I'm going to stop on this update and move on to the next one. Uh, But before I go, I just want to repeat myself and say you know focus on snapchat if you're not uh, focusing already because you know i think there is potential um, that seems to be untapped so the next update is from twitter and twitter basically published uh, data on effectiveness of utilizing uh, multiple video formats in a campaign and what Twitter is again trying to give us is their best practice based on what they're seeing is like and, and i'm looking at the numbers right now in front of my screen is like you know that according to them, uh, three different types of video ad format exposure uh, exposures generates generates significantly more awareness than exposure to one or two video ad formats. So if you're a numbers guy like me, uh, then here are the numbers for you. If you have only one type of video format, is forty six percent. If you have two, is fifty two percent, and three is fifty nine percent. Right? I like fifty nine percent. I don't know about you. So what they're basically say they're Again, what they're saying is like, you know, if for your marketing campaign, you want to use the same uh, video in three different formats uh, to, uh, you know, help its reach and make its impact. Again, if this is something for you, if you're new to Twitter and you think or contemplating if I should advertise on Twitter or not, this is something for you to know. Maybe, you know, you 
take the same video, same video content and slice it up in three different ways with three different music and whatnot. Uh, maybe, you know, three different call to actions. I'll leave that to your imagination and creativity. Uh, and what I'm going to say is this is helpful information. Like, you know, if you're using it, uh, try it out and, you know, do share with us what you think. Uh, I will have to try it out and see if this is the same uh, updates we get or not. Uh, let's move on to the next one, which is from our friends at TikTok, right? Last week, we talked about TikTok getting a buyout. Uh, also, President Trump, I believe he gave, he was thinking of um, banning TikTok. And, you know, that, it didn't happen last weekend when we were recording the show. But last week or this week, actually, it happened where he basically gave TikTok and WeChat 45 days uh, to figure things out, uh, basically either find yourself and basically he says, hey, go find yourself uh, owner in the US. If not, we're going to ban you. Now, what's interesting is obviously, you know, the report is like, you know, Microsoft will have to pay anywhere between 10 to $30 billion to for TikTok's US operations. Along the same lines, I've read that, you know, TikTok, uh, TikTok, let me, let me see, investors are thinking about 50 billion. Right. And the, the thing is, you know, some people are saying maybe TikTok is undervalued or maybe, you know, platforms like Snapchat and Twitter are overvalued. It's a very tough question, like in terms of metrics and everything, you know, again, at the end of the day, these are like, you know, not math or science. This is, is basically an art of valuation. Valuations are, is an art, especially uh, pre-revenue companies that haven't gone public. And maybe not, I shouldn't say pre-revenue because they are earning revenue right now. But, you know, they have not gone public uh, and we don't really know the numbers and we haven't seen them. So where this is all going is, uh, folks, is that, you know, TikTok is still in play. If you have the dough, cough it up and let's go buy TikTok. TikTok has a bright feature ahead of them. Uh, but, you know, if not, let's find, let's see who buys them. Uh, if, if it's Microsoft, it's going to be a game changer in terms of, you know, Microsoft having LinkedIn now have to TikTok and there's ad revenue. It's going to support like, you know, Bing. You probably have not heard of it. It's a search engine where it's not really making any money, but Microsoft has been pouring a lot of money into it. Uh, but that's another update for another day. I don't want to go too much into the land of TikTok, Microsoft, Bing. But uh, I think, you know, Microsoft having that, you know, enterprise footprint in corporate America, LinkedIn over there and TikTok is just going to be absolutely big threat to Google and Facebook especially. So let's move on to the next one, which I believe is from the world of Google. Uh, so what do we have here? So in the world of Google, Google basically said, hey, we are going to provide more ad transparency and we are planning to uh, phase out third-party cookies in Chrome, which we actually have covered it. And this was a big news about uh, two, three, four months ago. I don't remember exactly when. But let me, break, let me break it down for you what this basically means and why we are covering it here. The ad transparency is basically sometimes you will see a Google ad, a display ad, and you could like, you know, see this small arrow on the top right of the ad and where you could say about this ad where you could actually see why you are seeing this ad. Now, I believe I'm looking at the numbers here and I believe Google was saying that over 15 million users interact with that per day. So what basically means is 15 million users are actually clicking that box to see why they're seeing that ad. Now, what Google is trying to do is that over the next uh, 12 months, because they've said, um, you know, 
they're going to do it throughout 2021. So I'm just saying 12 months, or maybe it's going to be 18 months, depending on how you look at it. Google is going to basically start to show the verified name of the advertisers behind each ad. Right? And here's the reason why I am sharing this on this show. It's because it changes how we advertise on Google. Right, right now, anyone can open up a Google Ads account and do display ads, video ads, search ads, things like that. I believe what this basically means, and again, this is something you know, I'm uh, using my sixth sense and my kung fu powers to kind of figure it out, which is like, you know, they are going to require us to verify our business over time, right? Because that's the only way they could actually show the verified name of an advertiser. So this is where it impacts us. Uh, you know, it's going to be impacting impacting us because if for some reason your Google Ads account got uh, shut down, you can no longer open up another one unless you open up a new business and do verification from that format. So there is going to be a lot of, and we know, guys, I mean, folks, we know, you know, Google, Facebook are notorious for shutting down accounts without any due recourse, right? Um, but that's just something, it's just a this, this social Silicon Valley companies have too much power. So where I'm going with this is um, it's happening slowly, slowly. They're going to start with uh, Google ads and display video 360, and they're going to bring into other ad surfaces throughout 2021. That's what they're saying. Uh, we'll see, you know, and Google goes into great details about, you know, why it's taking so long because of so many, you know, players in this, you know, ads exchange ad ad market space that they have to slowly roll it out, but they're doing it. And in the meantime, also we covered this in the last uh, show was that, you know, they launched this Google ads transparency uh, extension for your Chrome browser, which shows you all the different ads that are running on that page and things like that. So that's the major gist of this update. And then there is the other thing where, you know, you could actually talk, uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, the third party cookies and there's a way for us to uh, send some comments to Google, how it's going to affect us, things like that. I'm not going to get into too much details because it really doesn't affect us firsthand unless you want to get your roll up your sleeves and get dirty and like talk about geek out on cookies. I can definitely do that. But I believe if I do that, I'm going to bore out all my you know, listeners or people who are watching this show. So if you are interested in that, message me or leave us a message. I will reach out to you and we can like you know, have a separate you know brainstorming sessions on what should be the right way to do these cookies and you know what can, feedback should we give to Google and whatnot. All right. So let's move on to the next one, which is Google. Let me see. Okay, Google advertisers can now capture leads from YouTube. So what this basically means is that we would be able to, you know, on our YouTube ads, we could create a lead form. Like we have done, Google has done that for search ads previously. And again, this is similar to what Facebook does. You know, I've seen Facebook ads where, you know, I tap on the ad, it opens up a form, I can fill it out and send it over. Google was like, why should we miss out, right? Have they done that for search? Now they're doing that for YouTube. So imagine now you have a YouTube ad, you are a coach or you have a, yeah, you, have, you are a coach and you have this mastermind session or you have seats in an upcoming workshop. You show your ad on YouTube and now people don't have to, you know, click on the ad, go to your landing page or to our funnel page and fill out all these things, read out all those things. You could just quickly say, hey, I'm interested, send me some info. Just 
collect their name, email address, and off you go. I think it's amazing. Uh, the amount of inventory that's opening up by these platforms copying each other, it's absolutely a game changer. And now, you know, it's just Google is such a deep. It's like this oasis of the of the seas, I think, that cruise ship. That the big one of the mega cruise ship. It's like Google has become like that. It has so many different ways: Google Shopping, Google Maps, you know, search, display, YouTube, Gmail, and retargeting and whatnot. It's just like, and you know, I think they also came up with discovery ads. See, they have so many. It's hard to remember them. So where this is all going, guys, is folks, is that you know, Google is still the leader. I read up somewhere yesterday where like about 46% of the searches or ad market is owned by Google. So Google has 46% of the market share. So that's a huge market share, right? For one particular platform to own almost 50%. Anyway, uh, that's enough for, uh, you know, Google uh, capturing leads from YouTube. Uh, Check it out if you are on YouTube. Uh, With that, let's move on to the next one, which is also an exciting update. So this update is Google expanding audio advertising option to help brands tap into increased audio engagement. Now, what does it really mean? Let me break it down for you. What this means is now through, we can advertise our, let me think how to put it. Like we can now actually have a way to advertise on other people's podcast. Yes, that's what I mean. And this is a game changer right? Uh, Why do I say that way? So through Google's partnership uh, with Spotify and TuneIn, right? And a lot of people are using Spotify and TuneIn and, you know, Spotify announced they have up to 300 million users now. Uh, Their podcast approach has paid off. What they're basically doing is the Google is allowing, uh, and their partnership is allowing, you know, us to provide video and audio ads the video ads only if they're watching it on uh, a computer that will go onto the video if not it's audio only and now we can do our ads on podcasts other people's podcast so if you ever imagine like i wish i could um i wish i could advertise on uh, before if it's similar concept to youtube I wish my ad video ad would show up before people watch this, this, this video, right? So and so video. We can do the same thing with podcast. Like for example, I follow um, Russell Bronson. I listen to his podcast, Marketing Secrets, once in a while. Now, what if I want to reach people who are listening to Russell Bronson's uh, podcast? And this is something I'm using as an example. I haven't tried it out for real, so I do not know how it will really work out. I will test it out in the coming days, and I will probably publish an update on our Facebook page. So this is one great reason for you to follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And I will share with you how this is. And if I, I also do not know if this is available to me as well because it's still in beta, but I think it allows us to uh, hijack other people, I wouldn't use the word hijack, but it allows us to basically put our message before they get ready to listen to their favorite podcast, favorite show, or maybe in between, right? So this is a game changer, guys, folks. Pay attention to this space. Keep an eye on this. This is going to be great. Like, you know, I know a lot of podcasts is something on the rise. So 
This is something you don't want to miss out on. Absolutely important. So with that, let's move on to the next update. Uh, still on the land of Google, but a little bit different. It's YouTube. And what this says is YouTube has published data on rising trends during COVID-19, like, you know, similar to what other platforms have done. YouTube didn't want to be, um, you know, losing out as well. And I am, I've looked at the report and I'm looking at it right now as I am sh talking to you all. Uh, and maybe, you know, if you're watching this video, you'll, you'll see my eyes like, you know, going to the right of the uh, camera and then to the left. It's just because, you know, I'm looking at the update uh, on my other screen. It's, what's interesting is, you know, where, you know, and in terms of, you know, what they were saying and I'm scrolling down more as I'm talking is, you know, they saw a rise in yoga, guided meditation, nature sounds, home workouts, restaurant style, and with me, museum tours, face mask, Dalgona coffee, sourdough bread, uh, anything around cooking, gardening, how to cut hairs, things like that. So again, these are something, uh, you know, and they break it down by countries like France, Italy, Mexico, Russia. And they've said, you know, when a U.S. national emergency was declared and when not. If you're a data person like me, go ahead and geek out because what this does, it gives you uh, insights into people's mindset, what they're thinking, what they're worried. And this is probably a way for you to say, you know, hey, I have this, you know, at-home beauty tip. Right, and I see a rise on this on YouTube. So maybe this is something I want to take uh, advantage of. If you have a gardening course, maybe this is something you want to touch base as well. Uh, or maybe you know you are cooking is another great example. So go ahead and check it out if you can. Uh, this is something definitely helpful uh, if you're into marketing and servicing other clients um, because you absolutely will like it, love it. Home workouts. There are a lot of people I know who are into uh, fitness, has fitness courses, things like that. So anyway, that's about it. Uh, with that, folks, uh, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything you need to be know, uh, everything you need to know to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles. And if you enjoyed this episode of This Week in Marketing, please make sure you subscribe and give us a thumbs up. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off. Until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.